This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Ursula von der Leyen, the president of the European Commission, arrived in Kiev for meetings with Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president, about his country's eventually joining the EU. Earlier, Russia stepped up its assault on eastern Ukraine. Mr. Zelensky said the situation in the east had become tougher as Russian forces advanced near the city of Bakhmut. However, Ukrainian troops there are quietly confident of holding their enemy off. The European Central Bank raised interest rates by 0.5 percentage points to 2.5% and signaled a similar rise in March. Eurozone inflation has been slowing due to cheaper energy costs, but at 8.5% remains high. The Bank of England raised its rate by the same amount from 3.5% to 4%, but suggested that the pace of rises may slow. Meta's shares rose by over 20% on Thursday after Mark Zuckerberg's social media empire impressed investors with an optimistic revenue forecast and plans to keep costs under control. A day earlier, Meta reported a 4.5% year-on-year decline in sales for the last three months of 2022, a smaller drop than many analysts had expected. Shell posted a record annual profit of $40 billion for 2022, more than double the figure from 2021. The British oil giant has profited from surging energy prices, pushed up by the war in Ukraine. Its natural gas business performed particularly well. It was a bumper year for many fossil fuel firms. ExxonMobil, an American competitor to Shell, has also reported a record profit. America signed a deal with the Philippines, granting it access to four military bases, from which it will monitor China's aggression in the region. The Philippines borders the South China Sea, which China mostly claims, and is close to Taiwan, which it fully does. China's neighbors are increasingly pushing back on such expansionism. Shares in Deutsche Bank fell by about 5% after the bank missed analysts' expectations for fourth-quarter profits. Despite an end-of-year slowdown, Germany's largest bank has had a bumper year. It doubled its net profits to 5.7 billion euro, $6 billion, a 15-year record. The bank was helped by rising interest rates and a federal market, which proved a boon for fixed-income trading. Australia's central bank said that King Charles III would not feature on the country's new $5 note. The British monarch, who is also Australia's head of state, has traditionally appeared on the currency. A motif honoring Aboriginal culture will take the king's place. The death of Queen Elizabeth II in September rekindled a debate on whether Australia should become a republic. Correction. In Wednesday's edition of Espresso, we mistakenly said that Tom Brady had won Best Player of the Season 15 times. Mr. Brady has been chosen for the Pro Bowl game, which features the Best Player of the Season 15 times, but has only been crowned Best Player three times. Sorry. And fact of the day, 45.3%. 
the percentage of the world's population that live in a democracy of some sort. And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. Tempering Ukraine's EU Aspirations Ukraine's desire to join the EU lies at the heart of its conflict with Russia, which invaded last year to stop the country's turn to the West. On Friday in Kiev, the bloc's leaders will hold a summit with Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president. Ursula von der Leyen, president of the European Commission, Charles Michel, president of the European Council, will trumpet the EU's massive financial support to Ukraine and confirm that its candidacy is progressing, but they will also dampen hopes of how quickly it can join. Ukraine's Prime Minister, Denis Shimail, said this week that the country would become a member in two years. EU officials say that is wildly unrealistic. Integrating a huge, impoverished country will be a political challenge, and the bloc demands Ukraine first undertake reforms, including to combat corruption. On February 1st, the country's security services raided the home of a well-known oligarch, earning plaudits from Miss von der Leyen for taking the issue of graft seriously. ASEAN's Search for Consensus Foreign ministers from the Association of Southeast Asian Nations gather in Jakarta on Friday for their quarterly talk fest. Those watching the region will see how the 10-country bloc might be influenced by Indonesia, which recently assumed the chairmanship. A representative from Timor-Leste will attend, awaiting final approval of its membership application submitted back in 2011. But the military government of Myanmar, in power since a violent coup two years ago, is banned from attending. A non-political representative from Myanmar has been invited instead. ASEAN relies on consensus, yet its menagerie of different models of government from communist one-party states such as Vietnam to vibrant democracies, including the Philippines, make it hard for members to agree. The bloc has shown some courage in pushing back against Chinese bullying in the South China Sea, but its feeble five-point peace plan for Myanmar is languishing, ignored by the generals, hence their exclusion. Indonesia will hope to revive progress. Big Tech Eyes AI By Friday, Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, Meta, and Microsoft will have all reported their most recent quarterly earnings. Apart from Meta, which saw its share price soar after posting better-than-expected results, news has been generally glum. Sales growth in key markets, such as cloud computing, is slowing as customers cut back on spending. In response, America's tech giants are increasingly betting on artificial intelligence. On Wednesday, Mark Zuckerberg, the boss of Meta, talked up investments in AI in its recommendation algorithm and its advising network. Microsoft has, according to the Wall Street Journal, invested as much as $10 billion in OpenAI, the startup behind ChatGPT a popular AI-powered tool that gives human-like responses to questions. 
The software giant is reportedly working on incorporating OpenAI's technology into Bing, its search engine. Alphabet, Google's parent company, recently introduced a model that generates music from text. It is expected to respond to Microsoft with its own AI-powered chatbot. And the vogue for AI is not restricted to Silicon Valley. Baidu, a Chinese search giant, will reportedly launch its own chatbot in March. Remaking America's Economy President Joe Biden has a plan to change America's economy. Audaciously, he has decided that the way to cope with three problems which are too hard to tackle separately is to deal with them all at once. In the past two years, Congress has passed three bills on infrastructure, semiconductor chips, and greenery that will make $2 trillion available. The idea is that with the government action, America can re-industrialize itself, bolster national security, and dramatically reduce its carbon emissions at the same time. Those goals will sometimes conflict. Protectionism will infuriate the allies that support American security if they lose vital home industries to American subsidies. The subsidies will also create inefficiencies. If green products, such as wind turbines, become more expensive, then the green transition will become costlier too. Instead, money should go towards technologies that are not yet commercially viable, such as new types of nuclear reactors. Nevertheless, America's plan to spend $2 trillion could help save the planet. What's it like to be a donkey? The latest film by Jerzy Skolomowski, a Polish writer-director, has an unusual main character, a donkey. This unconventional casting has gone down well with critics. E.O. secured an Oscar nomination for Best International Feature Film. The film tells the story of its titular, long-eared protagonist, whose name, E.O., is a phonetic spelling of its bray. E.O. travels from a circus in Poland to Italy and is betrayed, neglected, and mistreated by humans along the way. The director takes pains not to anthropomorphize his subject, and the film reveals the world through E.O.'s eyes, at times, literally, with the camera positioned at the creature's sightline. What prompted the octogenarian filmmaker to work with such a proverbially obstinate beast? Mr. Skolomowski was motivated, in part, by animal welfare concerns, and his respect for animals deepened during filming, as he bonded with the donkeys in his cast. According to Mr. Skolomowski, donkeys are stubborn, but they're not stupid. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home, city, and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Friday what Menace features in the TV shows Black Summer and The Walking Dead? Thursday. What is the name for a one-wheeled passenger seat 
attached to a motorcycle or scooter. The winners of last week's crossword. Thank you to everyone who took part in our new weekly crossword published in the weekend edition of Espresso. The winners chosen at random were Brian Dalton, Washington, D.C., America. Bivusan Chapagain, Kathmandu, Nepal. Carlos Sangiu, Madrid, Spain. They all gave the correct answers of Goldman Sachs, Guinea, Adani, and Soviet. Check back tomorrow for this week's crossword. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Gertrude Stein, who was born on this day in 1874. One does not get better, but different and older, and that is always a pleasure. That's the world in brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.